Welcome to episode 147 of CGM's Pixels and Inks podcast. I am joined by the usual cast of characters, Film Phil. That's me. Or Phil M, as like yeah. Wayne likes to say. And Cinema Phil. Let's cinema not forget Phil. Cinema Phil. Whatever that's, works. That's also Whatever similarly works. We totally need now anti-movie Mike to be here. No. And Wayne. Yeah. That's all you get. Just yeah. Wayne. Just or mm-hmm. just the cranky, grumpy guy. Cranky, grumpy yeah. guy who knows how to read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I know how to read. And you always get pixels in ink right like the first time, which pixels is amazing because, you know, it's like when Brendan does the intro, he usually yeah, screws that up and then we times, have to do like yeah. a retake. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Did you run the podcast last week? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Then. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we just went right back to being the CGM podcast. For the first couple of takes, we went mm-hmm. back to being the CGM podcast until we finally got pixels and ink right. Mm-hmm. Although I think for a couple of times it was like pixels and link mm-hmm. or something like that. There <laughs> were some mispronunciations before pixels and ink finally mm-hmm. came out. It's CGM's yeah. Yeah. pixels and yeah. ink. Baby steps. Baby steps. Yeah. But we got there. So you so. guys need me, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, Mel. We were very heartbroken last week. It My cat hurt herself. Yeah, well, you hurt me as a result. So how do you feel about that? I'm sorry. I should hope so. That's great. All right, we're going to jump right in because we have a ton of news, and Phil has a ton of movies, I and do. Wayne has Final Fantasy to talk about, and do Phil does to? not have uh, a game. Okay. Nope. Yeah. All right. But you have three movies, so. I do. So we'll start with plenty. news. And as of yesterday. <laughs> yeah. That rumor is swirling that. There, gi- gigantic, gigantic rumor going around that mm. Hideo Kojima, creator of the Metal Gear franchise for mm-hmm. Konami, may in fact be leaving Konami mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the year. My His only contract will expire in December, apparently. That's intense. Yeah. But, I mean, would that affect Silent Hills? That's what people that's are wondering. Yes, it may affect Silent Hills. So That's all I really I mean, care about. Like, okay, see, like, so the way that this all went down was that some people were noticing uh, initially that um, on artwork for Metal Gear Solid Five mm-hmm. that's been appearing on the internet, mm-hmm. um, Konami has actually been removing Kojima's name oh. from the artwork. Then... Um, Kojima Productions in Japan just mysteriously vanished from the entire roster, and Kojima Productions Los Angeles got changed to Konami Studios Los Angeles. Oh boy. Um, so then people started flipping out. Uh, various rete- uh, various journalistic outlets started going directly to Konami, going, "Hey, what's up?" Their official answer at this point is that this is just uh, an organizational restructuring taking place within the company. Mm. That's the official answer, but. Other people now are now saying that insiders at Konami are anonymously saying there's some kind of power struggle going on, Kojima is unhappy, and so subsequently he's now sort of more of a consultant role mm. with, um, you know, to see out Metal Gear Solid Five. but that at the end of the year when his contract expires, he's just out and he just doesn't want to be with Konami anymore. Bizarre. Never I mean, thought I'd see that coming. Yeah, I mean, I... To me, honestly, if this is true, because, again, these are anonymous sources, so we don't know for sure whether this is confirmed or not, but if it's true, I actually couldn't really blame Kojima for doing this because since Metal Gear Solid 2, Mm. he's been saying, I want to work on something else. And every single time, Konami just put him right back on the Metal Gear treadmill. So so for me, it's like if I were that guy and I was just like, okay, you know, it's like I'm not getting any younger and I've been wanting for like, you know, decades, literally decades now to work on something else and my employers won't let me. If I want to do this before I die, 
I have to leave. I have no choice. Totally. So, so I can totally respect his decision if there is something that he wants to work yeah. on besides being the solid snake guy for the rest of his he just years. hopes that they're able to work it out so he can still make Silent yeah. Hills. Cause, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But uh, that if these rumors are true, then how Silent Hills is going to turn out is obviously a big question mark yeah. now. It's no longer like, oh, guaranteed, yeah. Kojima and Guillermo del Toro, this is going to be super awesome. Yeah. Now instead it's like, oh... We, we could be running into some serious trouble here. So. Yeah, because Guillermo del Toro is only going to do so much. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's not a game developer. Yeah, he's exactly. not a game developer, and yeah. he's working on, like, 18 things. Yeah, exactly. So Maybe they'll get enough of it done before he leaves that they can continue to do it? No, no. You're, you're, not going no? To be able, you're not going to be able to get enough done Don't between now and December. Don't my dreams. Yeah. It's, it's impossible. Or maybe they'll just sign him to a contract just for Silent Hill. Yeah, or they, they, could, just, yeah, yeah. they could just make him, like, yeah, a consultant in the same way that the... Um, uh, lead developer for The Last Guardian mm. uh, eventually quit from Sony mm. and is still working on The Last Guardian even as we speak, but mm. as a consultant, quote unquote, right, right, right. with the project. So yeah, yeah, Kojima could just end up doing the exact same thing. Hopefully, if this is true, yeah, we'll see. And it might not be. Yeah, it might not be because like you know we're we're getting it from you know quote unquote yeah. you know like uh, and, insiders. And the other so. thing is, I'm so used to like uh, all these rumors popping up on the internet purely as contract negotiation tactics. That's also that true. I'm skeptical yeah. of all of them mm-hmm. now. Actually, by this time, they might have actually gotten more information yeah. since we're in a time loop. Right. So we'll find out. Good times. Yeah. Yes. But yes, that's what that's what upset Wayne today. Yeah, I can understand. What upset you today, Mel? Well, it wasn't today, but it was earlier this week. I know, week. but I was just trying to do a sweet transition. Thank yeah. you. Thanks a bunch. Yeah. The uh, Batgirl yeah. variant cover. Yes. I don't know how many people have... Heard or so not? You, heard. you better explain the background yeah, here. It was by yeah. Raphael Arbuquerque. Yes, the and it was behind American Vampire. It was an amazing oh, cover. Oh, it was that guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Featuring That's the Joker good. and Batgirl with the smile painted on her face and his arm over her shoulder holding a gun. And, and she was not looking happy. Of course, she's not happy. She's obviously being held by the Joker mm-hmm. as a callback. Nothing but to the Killing Joke. It was just yeah. an homage, and people freaked out about it being violence against women, to the point that. The artist actually asked DC to not publish it. Yeah, and which is so ridiculous because it's not as if it was supposed to be a positive thing. But that's the thing. Is One, it's the Joker. Yeah. Two, any fan knows that it's not violence against women. Mm. It's the killing joke. Yeah. And, and if uh, any time uh, Batgirl fights a villain that's a dude is now uh, misogynist, yeah. Batgirl is going to be a pretty short book. No, it's really just going to be Batgirl is going to show up and say, stop it, and all the male villains will be like, I can't hit a girl, so yeah. okay, we'll just... Which, sound, which sounds like it's going to make for awesome yeah. superhero storytelling. Yeah. Exactly, I'm really concerned since they just did reboot yeah. that she'll never get to be Oracle yeah. in the new series because yeah. they can't do that. They don't want to do that. They don't want to piss off the general population. Like, Although I would, yeah. I would, now that we're talking about it, I would actually myself at some point just out of... You know, um, hostile curiosity. I would like to see what would happen if you wrote a comic book where the girl superheroes stopped crime simply by being girls, and you know the male villains were like, "It's a girl, I can't hit you, so I guess I better just roll over Wait, right now." Your because, cleavage is exposed, yeah. and I can't hit you because you're a girl, so yeah. I'm just gonna go home now. So it's like first, you know, it's like I've got this overcoat that you can put on to cover yourself up, you know, and then after that we'll sit down and we'll have some nice tea, and then I'll just roll over because you can't hit a girl at one point like where does this stop like it's just too much at this point it was just a simple cover that so many people got even dc people i know like fans were upset i'm like are you freaking serious you of all people should know it's just a killing joke yeah 
Joker tortures a lot more than just Batgirl in that whole franchise. Yeah. And it's not supposed to be like a positive image. No. So I don't it's not. What but the they for for the Joker to not exploit the psychological weakness of somebody yeah. because yeah. you're a girl and that's wrong. The thing yeah. was they were like, worried well, about that's, people. That's not the Joker anymore. So they were saying that people that don't know about the Killing Joke would walk in and think, "Oh my God, that's horrible! It's violence against women." It's like, "Oh my that's God, why are they in the comic shop?" Then just violence against Batgirl, which is yeah. a monthly th- issue that comes up. Yeah. It's just it's too, <laughs> much. It's too much. Yeah, I know. It was it was really stupid. I'm I mean like I have I have zero problem with there being like increased uh awareness to gender representation, but at the same time like But to know, make it a rule that all da- yes. you know, all danger to women must be removed because yeah. danger well, to women is wrong. I was yeah. actually fighting with a male about it and he was on the stance that yes, it was violence against women. I was on the stance that it's a freaking killing joke. Like yeah. So we were arguing about it, and then we started talking about, um, you know, Gail Simone's fridging. Yes. Yes. And the disempowerment of women in comics. And I was saying, if anything, when Batgirl became Oracle, she was more empowered as a woman, I think. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are like, oh, you know, now she's disempowered. It's like, just because she's disabled mm. and not in her crime-fighting outfit on the streets doesn't mean she's disempowered. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's She became a far more crucial she element did. in the universe yeah. as Oracle. But some people don't, just they just don't see that. So it's okay to be dismissive of people with physical handicaps. That's what it kind of felt like. But as long as, yeah. you know, but it's Being okay physically handicapped with, yeah. made her disempowered, apparently. Yeah. And I was that. like, that's, yeah. no. That's yeah. that. And no one claimed Bane was a misogynist when he broke uh, Batman's back. And that or was, what about... That was a pretty violent act against men. Jason Todd and Joker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, come on. That was children. Yeah. yeah. And no one cared. And no one's going to give yeah. a shit. Yeah. But as soon as poor little Barbara Gordon walks in. No, actually, that's not true. Enough people <laughs> cared that they got on their phones and they dialed in their vote. To insist to that kill Robin be killed. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. Because, yeah, because I, you know, if you set the Wayback Machine, this was the pre-internet era yeah. when that whole thing came up. Yeah, and the 1-800 yeah, number. Yeah, DC actually said it's up to the readers to decide whether or not Robin will live, yeah. and you can cast your vote by calling this toll-free number. And a lot of people yeah. said, "Goodbye, Robin." Yeah. And so yes, and Over so they Robin actually response. called and did that, which is like you know, th- again, this is the pre-internet era. It's amazing it's very that surreal. they were actually able to get away with that. It's very, very did, surreal. So. It just—I think it means that our stance in violence against women is taking a very wrong turn somewhere. Well, it just seems odd that in yeah, in like a comic book with yeah, the most evil just... character, and also, but I think all part of it's also just because um, this. The latest reinvention of Batgirl has brought a lot of attention to the character um, for people that don't. I was enjoying her uh, her new series. Yeah, no, it's a good yeah. series. I just mean it's brought in a whole new audience that is not necessarily a fan well, of too Batman mythology. I know, I agree. It's Batman. I agree. I agree. And like, so it's just an unfortunate thing where like that Batgirl book, um, and through the fact of being a great book. Has become to represent something, and the thing is, and is because Gail's it represents that everyone has to be very. Is Gail Simone still writing? No, it's not her. Oh, okay, because if she was still writing it and she was fine with the cover, then people don't even have a fucking argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't her. It's dudes. Is it dudes now? When did she um, tap I'm out? I'm pretty sure the writer is. Because I thought she was going to leave, and then Cameron she didn't Stewart's actually end artist. up leaving uh, at one point. Yeah, it was a while ago. It's like she. I I can't remember if she finished her run before the reboot, but she certainly did. she's no longer in charge of it. I think she w- wasn't she writing the when they started the reboot. No. I thought she was. No. Huh. She was gone by then. Was she gone by then? Yeah, it was a whole Either thing. Way. But yeah, anyway, it's yeah, it was very frustrating, um, and also because it wasn't like a particularly exploitative image by any stretch. That's the, of the thing is, it, it was the smile, and he and she looked scared. Well, yeah, yeah because the Joker's terrifying. Look at some of the other covers they've done. 
yeah. like over the years. Come on, just it's I so know. stupid. And somewhere, people who are trying to be ethical and stand up for women's rights are taking that huge wrong turn. Mm-hmm. But it's it's because the people that got in a huff like don't know yes, what the I book's about so. or or what it represents. I so th- this is a this Stay is a basic commentary on society that now the people with the power are the ones that get offended and want you to do something about it because people aren't even buying the book or the people getting it that it's yeah. changed for. Yeah, it's stupid. It was very stupid, was and that was my stupid. week of arguing with people. I was just like, I don't get it. No, I understand. It, it was never. I know. I never understood at all. Like from the second I saw, I didn't see anything offensive about yeah. it whatsoever. Really yeah, like but then it also helps that you're pretty familiar with Batman lore, so well, you took course. one look at it and uh, was just course. like, well, I know what this well, is all about. Well, that's people are familiar. If, Why are they even, getting upset? But even, but even like, uh, while I understand it is a clear reference to the killing joke and people use that as an excuse, I would divorce that entirely, and it doesn't matter. The, I mean, uh, the Joker is a terrifying character, yes, and the fact that he, he was going to be part of that book, even if this was a new female heroine in the Bat universe that had no shared history with, there's nothing wrong with a, co- with a cover where the Joker's threatening the hero of the book. Yeah. That's what the book's going to be about. Um, and so, uh, but anyway, um, it's not. Uh, fortunately, uh, it's already over and no one cares. So we can move on with it. Yeah, lives we now. lost. The, the cover was pulled and. Which is too bad. Yeah, it was that's, a great cover. That's true. That was a really great cover. Over, so. But I saw, I enjoyed that someone did the version with Superman and Doomsday today. Yeah, yeah, that was Twitter. super funny. Oh, I totally missed that. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, it's the exact same cover, but with Superman and, and Doomsday. And oddly enough, no one got upset. <laughs> um, so yeah. yeah, any more news, Wayne? But that's like violence against men, though. Is uh, well, but that's totally cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, um, as far as other news, um, I'm still just you know happy about this. It's it's, it's just a small bit of Rock Band Four news, but it still makes yes. me happy. Okay, so um, unsurprisingly, uh, the guys at Harmonix have confirmed that Rock Band Four is going to be 1080p and 60 frames per second, yep. which I don't imagine would have been a very difficult thing to do no. considering the nature of the game. No, um, but uh, it looks like they may they're targeting like an October release, so I guess they're trying cool. to get in there before the whole Call of Duty avalanche yeah, yeah, yeah. begins. And um, they said that uh, one of the things that really excites them about um, the Xbox One and the PS4, and I guess we wouldn't know anything about this, but they're really excited about the online infrastructure behind these two systems. And they say that you know it's like it's actually going to make it really easy for them to be much more reactive to what's happening with the game and what the fans think of the game and blah blah blah. Oh, which, cool! So they can like keep tabs of which songs are doing. It, yeah, so it far. probably means that they're also getting like metrics in, seeing you know yeah. it's like how people are playing and what they're doing and where they're spending their time. Blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, so yeah. so they can actually watch actual you know player behavior. Which, admittedly, is like you know an interesting and yet you know somewhat disturbing thing <laughs> when yeah. you stop and think Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. But um, yeah, they'll actually be able to track player behavior. You know, it's like as it happens, and then be able to tailor the game experience to what they see the players are actually doing. So, I mean, cool. like, what well, what do you think about the idea that you know the stuff that you're doing in the game is feeding back to the developers, and you're just I mean, obviously you're just one of many, but you know it's like you're contributing to this data that developers are looking at and going, oh, so that's what's happening. Yeah, I mean, our game. Uh, like, I mean, I, yeah, it's like of course it feels like an invasion of privacy, but at the same time, like you know, er, I, I've already come to terms with the fact that absolutely everything I do on a digital landscape mm-hmm. is being uh, kept tabs on somewhere. So unfortunately, 
Yeah, this is just the reality we live in now. Yeah. And you know what? If they want to find out that I wanted to play Lego Marvel again, then have at it. They can know, they can know about that. Yeah, some, some of the instances in which they're doing this are really, really impressive, though. Like, I know during the um, build-up to the launch of the Destiny game, mm-hmm. um, Bungie actually showed off what they call, like, their control center or the control room. Yeah. And the thing literally looks like, um, you know, Houston at NASA, you know, it's just like banks of consoles and like, you know, massive monitors on the walls. It looks almost like, you know, the control center for some, you know, spy villain kind of thing. You know, it's like, and they were like, but this whole room is just dedicated to like monitoring player, you know, behavior in Destiny. Uh And they're just like, you know, constantly watching what people are shooting at, where they're spending all of their time, blah, blah, blah. And that's actually informing their decisions for, you know, future expansions for the game and all that. But Mm. they've got like a massive dedicated control center just the monitoring player behavior in that game. So mm. it's like, wow, okay, that's like... That's intense. Yeah, it's it's kind of boggles the mind. She was ready the new 52 Batgirl up until 2012. Yeah, 2012. The reboot yeah. was last year. No, it wasn't. In 2014. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. The new Batgirl was last year. Oh, like the new... No, I'm talking about the original 52. Like the when they started about three years ago. Yeah, when yeah, they, yeah, yeah. No, the Elseworld no, was, was in charge of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. That's what I was saying. Yeah, and, we were, and, so yeah. But the, it's, no, it's this new hipster Batgirl. That oh, is, the young Batgirl. Yes, that's an overtly feminist icon. Is that what the cover was for? I thought the cover yeah. was for like the new 52 Batgirl. That, that's, that is Batgirl now. Oh, it is. Okay. It's, not See, a, it's not like an alternate universe. I've been waiting for the books to come out rather than buying single yep. issues anymore. I totally understand. Okay. okay. Yeah, no, the the reboot uh, that happened, um, I guess, I, I want to say, I think it even happened in November. Like, it's very, very recent, this yeah. new Batgirl. I remember seeing a picture of it. Yes. I didn't realize that that was the continuation of the original New 52. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, I mean, like, she's completely different. She's been reinvented, but it's just the entire world's, like, pretending like there's nothing different. Um, okay. Okay. So, yeah, so, so that's right. what it is. And it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what it is. No, Gail Simone did it for a while, and she did a yeah. great job. Uh, but, no, this is a different, uh, this is a different group, and this is the one, yeah, it's the hipster Batgirl in, yeah, in, in, in Brooklyn. So it's, like, in yeah. the, the Gotham equivalent of Brooklyn. So I'll probably tap out when I get there and be like, that's it. They've gone out of their way to, yeah, well, they've gone out of their way to target a very specific audience with it, and it worked, and it is even interesting. I've read some issues, <laughs> is and they're it? fun. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. fun. Um, but uh, it's definitely, as a result of courting that audience and having a new audience, you're Got a group of people that younger. are re- that are younger audience. Yeah, it's younger. Well, and also a group of people that are reading it because it's an empowered woman comic, not a Batman comic, and so they don't quite understand um, how it works, which is a bummer. But what are you going to do? <laughs> I couldn't agree more. It's very frustrating, but unfortunately, they DC turned that book into a symbol, um, and as a result, they have to be very sensitive about what they do with it. I don't hear this shit happening in Marvel. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, Marvel doesn't usually do anything too controversial, so... You know, yeah. was there some gay couples get married and stuff a few years ago? Yeah, but that's not controversial. That's very acceptable by political correctness standards. Mm-hmm. I like how that, like, if this was ten years ago, that would have gotten an uproar. Yeah, it would have. Mm-hmm. And now it's just a yeah. simple cover. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Yep. Sorry, I was like, I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm right. She was still ready. Yeah, no, I didn't clarify that. That's my bad. Okay. All right. So, what what else do we got then? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I can step into the play now. All right. First up, uh, spotlight's on you, Phil. Oldish news now, but still relevant. Uh, Kevin Smith has announced he's going to do Clerks yeah. Three and Mallrats oh, Two, um, which is kind of hysterical. 
Um, I have to admit, I'm kind of looking forward to both of these. I think, like, when there was definitely, there was certainly a point when you, when I was like, oh, come on, let's stop making these. But Clerks will be great because they'll be again ten years later. Exactly, that's the thing. It's way they've actually waited long enough now. It's yep. no longer tired. I think he got out of the Venus universe with Jane and Bob Strike Back at the right time. Clerks Two was an amusing novelty to go back, I and I had Clerks something different to say. Me mm-hmm. too. And so I'm really excited to see what he has planned for Clerks Three and how that's going to be different. Um, and then Mallrats Two, I'm just like that's. So, so off the wall. Yeah, and like, like what do you I even so do with Mallrats? Is Ben Affleck going to be back? I hope so. <laughs> it's going to be Die Hard Jason in a Mall. That's yeah. the concept, which is great. Okay. Yeah. I'm. Yeah, actually, you've just sold me with right? Die Hard on a, in a Mall. In yeah. a Mall, yeah, yeah. with the yeah, Mallrats okay. universe. Yeah, yeah, no, it sounds great to me right off the bat. And, uh, yeah, I mean, one could only assume Ben Affleck would play the villain. I mean, I imagine he'll be busy with being Batman and all. Jason Lee will probably be in it. He's not too busy. Yeah, no, Jason Lee will totally be in it. Um, and But, yeah, I find it. I just don't know how you could do Mallrats do without Ben Affleck. He's a pretty crucial part of the yeah. whole thing. Yes. So, um, no, I actually, uh, I'm actually really looking forward to both of them. It's been just long enough that I'm excited to get back in. I'm, it's weird to me that he could even make Mallrats 2 since Mallrats is a Universal movie. And one would think Universal wouldn't be super anxious to make a Mallrats 2. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, he put those characters in Chainsaw and Bob Strike Back, so he must have had some That's sort of true, he deal. did. Yeah. yeah. So who knows what's going on with that. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's happening. I mean, it's going to be... I mean, Clerks 3 is going to shoot this summer. Mallrats 2 is still quite a ways off. Uh, but I am still can't wait. Are you excited, Phil? You get to see him tomorrow. Who? Kevin Smith. And Ralph Garman. No, I didn't get tickets. You didn't get tickets? No. What the hell? It was sold out. And I told what? you, I didn't want to go sit by myself. Oh, my God, Phil. I know. I thought you had tickets. No, Mel. Never it mind. Sold, it was sold out. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me, though. How is it so sold out? I told you go. when the tickets came out, and you didn't. Ah. I explained to you. You want to sit by yourself? Yeah. Who cares? You can make friends at the table. I do. Make some best friends. I'm not going to make best friends with that. People that add to your Nintendo well, account. I'm going to be the creepy guy in the corner. I don't think there are creepy people at the corner of those shows. If I were still living point. nearby, I would have gone with you. I mean, yeah. I, I went down by myself to see um, uh, what the hell is his name? Um, the, the guy that plays Jay normally. Jason Mewes. Jason Mewes. Yeah, Jason Mewes, yeah, when he was, like, you know, uh, giving a talk at the Bathurst Repertory. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he occasionally went down there. Yeah, I went down there by myself just to, like, you know, listen oh, totally. to the riff off. So yeah, totally. I would have yeah. gone with you, but. Well, it's also a little yeah. kind of expensive, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember how much it was. Well, I mean, like, it's not outrageous, but it's just a chunk of change for me to, like, go feel awkward. You wouldn't, I don't understand how you could feel awkward in that crowd of people, but well, that's you. Anyway, it's no, too late now. No, no, I can understand. Yeah. Have yeah, you listened to Hollywood Babylon? There's no way you could feel awkward in it's that group so of people. It's so funny. Yeah, no, for the duration of the show, it would have been great, but I yeah. would have had to, like, walk down there by myself and then. Oh, you would have got to leave with your friends, though? Oh, Phil. The whole thing. Well, you know, someone invited me to get in on ticket buying. I will take pictures and send them to you. I'd really appreciate that. That'd be great. Um, All right, next up. Uh, There was an unfortunate moment at a a recent Q&A with David Lynch and Mark Frost where someone asked them about the new show and and, when we could expect it, and Mark Frost said, we're not sure anymore. There are complications. Now. Uh, Now, now, now. now. uh, But here's where we actually stand. Uh, The scripts are written. mm Mm-hmm. We're just currently, uh, it just at the moment, uh, contracts are being negotiated with all the actors. Kyle McLaughlin signed on. Other than that, no one else is official. Um, and it just felt to me very much like public contract negotiations. Immediately, the following day after the internet shit a brick over this, uh, Showtime got out there and said, no, 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 no. Everything's going as planned. Anytime you work with David Lynch on anything, there's a moment of panic like this right before. 
but don't worry, we expect it to happen. And I do think it'll happen. I okay. think they were just, because look, I mean, like, they clearly played the internet when they even set up the deal. That's true. Just yeah. to, like, show how much interest this was. I think they're doing it again, and I'm fine by that. I'm not worried about it. They already had, like, they had, um, there's this, like, television convention thing every year where all the networks get together and show off what their new shows will be, and they had Kyle McLaughlin show up dressed as uh, Dale Cooper. So everyone's into it. It's going to happen. But there was this little speed bump that it was okay. this week. It was very upsetting. So Yes, I, I was actually upset. Absolutely. Yeah, so. Absolutely. But at the same time, as upsetting as that is, and that little kind of woo moment that we have there, uh, we did also get the information that the scripts are fully written. Yeah, awesome. so, so that means they'll start shooting. It's only for like what thirteen episodes for now, or like I think it's even we? ten. I think it's less. Ten. It's just oh, ten. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little short burst. Mm -hmm. So, anywho, that's that. Next up. Um. Oh yeah, did you guys see the Pixels trailer? I did. It didn't look kind of funny. I'm shocked because I haven't liked like I haven't liked the look of an Adam Sandler movie in quite some time. I'm interested in seeing it. Yet Mike feels that's the next movie he's going to tweet about. Right. Right. But so. Mike doesn't actually hate things. He just says he does. It's no, he hates that. a lot of movies. As long as it has superheroes or it's Kevin Smith, generally he hates it. Yeah. Well, that's also because I know the movies you watch, and I would hate them too. I would hate movies. No, I hate a lot. He, most of the stuff I show him, even if you'd like it, he just he's not a movie person because he doesn't just like sitting there and watching movies. That's why I'll put things on why he plays a video game or something. Fair. Well, anywho, I think that's pretty funny. It's a cre it's a creative idea. So all crazy. the old characters coming back. Um, and it'll be fun to see, like, Pac-Man tearing up the streets. But at the same time, it is an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> it's Adam what so is the premise of this film? Like the premise how, of the film how is are they justifying all this The premise of the happening? film is that in the 80s, they sent out a beacon into space, like one of those beacons trying to meet uh, ex extraterrestrial life. Okay. And one of the things they put included on the beacon were a collection of 80s video games. And the alien race got this, and are sending back all the video game characters from the 80s to destroy us. So there's like King Kong, there's Donkey Kong, mm -hmm. Pac-Man is like a Godzilla-like creature. Space Invaders, I suppose, are in there of somewhere. Of course, they'll have of to course, be. Of course, that's how they first show up, like mm -hmm. Space Invaders. Okay. And uh, it looked like Hubert was there. Um, Hubert, yeah. okay. Yeah, it looks like a blast. So yeah. Again, it's Adam Sandler. But it's Adam Sandler, so I'm yeah, I, I haven't actually seen an Adam Sandler movie in years. They've been years. Bad. It's so. been a long time. Okay. It's hit and miss. Yeah, they're normally pretty rough. But this concept's just so cur This concept's so fun that I can't not be excited for it. Pac Though I like Grown Ups. So. Grown Ups is garbage, Mel. You should be ashamed of yourself. I'm not. I like the first one. Okay. No. The second one it, was so. complete trash. No. The first one I enjoyed. No. 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 Haven't have seen it, so I don't know. We are no. That's not true. We have. I think it's true. I don't want. We I just we we, we are we have Venn grind diagrams that line up over excellent things, and then I like movies that are too good for you to understand, and you like shit, which I don't care for. I like things. So that it's a problem. Laugh. Yeah, me too. Which is why I don't like Grown Ups. Um, I like that's my boy. That was the last time. God, you actually yeah, like that? Yeah, See, that's, that's again. I only enjoyed it because Vanilla Ice was in it. That yeah, was kind of funny. Um, and I enjoyed uh, Zohan as well. Those are oh, the last I cannot stand Zohan. Oh, Zohan is hilarious. I haven't I seen that on so much. So. What'd you like in Grown Ups? Did you like the bit when they sat around and said nice things that weren't funny, or did you like the bit when they sat around and said uh, nice things that sounded funny? like jokes? I don't know. I just enjoyed it as. Yeah. Did you like when movie. Kevin James fell down because he did that a lot? He does that in every movie. He does. So do you like all of Actually, them? Actually, I just watched I Now Pronounce You, Chuck and Larry. Yeah, it's no so. good either. Did I you like when Chris Rock didn't say anything funny, even though he was the funniest guy there? I was fine with it. Yeah? With Adam Sandler, I like him in um, Family Rules a lot. Right. I don't like him in, like, Spanglish. 
That's a family role. No, that was a horrible movie. It's a garbage movie, but that's a family role. It's not a family movie. Yeah. It's about, like, adultery. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a family movie. Yeah. No. Now, have you actually watched Grown Ups, or you just have it on the background? No, I actually watched Grown Ups. Yeah? Yes. Were you drunk? Nope. And I also enjoy me. Fifty First Dates. Oh wait, 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 wait. Are you five? No. Oh well, then yeah. I have no the heart of a child, though. This so. makes no sense. No. If I was five, I would have liked Grown Ups too, which was a lot stupider. It's we're talking apples and oranges here. A lot stupider. Did you see Grown Ups one? Yeah, and I was fine. Yeah, with it. I told you, you, you different like, movie taste. Yeah. Just like I didn't mind now Jack did, the Giant Slayer. You, think you made it sound horrible, and it think, wasn't that bad. Did you think that they were gonna uh, win the big game at the end of Grown Ups? I you, like, uh, uh, were you, like, was there a lot of suspense generated there? No. Yeah. Interesting. It's funny. Even though you say you like it, you can't actually say a single thing you liked about it. I can't because I, I watched it. No, it's just interesting. Over like a year and a half ago, and I remember yeah. enjoying it. Yeah. And I haven't watched it since. What were you doing while you were watching it? Surfing the internet. Right. Are you sure you just didn't really enjoy surfing the internet? I'm sure. Because, I mean, Grown Ups definitely makes, like, a pleasant sound. I'll agree with that. You know what? I'm going to go home. I'm going to watch Grown Ups again. And please. we're going to reconvene no, next week. Please. Please do. Because you're going to come in and be like, I'm so sorry, Phil. No. I really am. I watched Ouija and didn't mind it. Oh, that movie. And I actually garbage. sat and watched it. That movie's garbage. And Battleship made me laugh because yeah. it was so bad. It was funny bad, but that doesn't mean it's a good movie. Telling you, Phil, we have just different tastes. No, we don't. We have similar tastes. You just like our... Wayne, um, <laughs> save us from this argument. Now, Mel. So um, I just watch a lot of anime on Crunchyroll these days. You watch yeah. movies from time to time? Yes, I do watch movies from time to time. What's the last time, movie you watched? My, my taste is also like you know severely in question. Mm. I still think that Avatar is brilliant. So, yeah. What was the last movie you watched? The last movie that I watched? Conan the Barbarian. Because like I just got it on Blu-ray, so I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to fire this up again to listen the to original, that. The original, the yeah. Al Schwarzenegger one? Yes, the original, times. yeah. Good time. So that was the last new movie. new movie you saw? New? Oh, man. Um, new to you? Like Winter Soldier? I'm trying to... Oh, yes. Okay, yes. Winter Soldier. That was pretty recently. Yeah. Did you like it? Which, uh, I, I did like it, yeah. Um, good. Although I still actually find myself preferring the, you know, it's like old-timey sepia tone you know it's like yeah. classic Captain America's 1930s or 1940s you know busting up and the Nazis fun, kind of thing yeah it had a fun yeah. Indiana Jones vibe yeah Mel uh, what's one thing you liked about Ouija just, oh I don't mind the bad fact that you movies. had the, the, the Ouija board was in it was that what you liked no I liked the ending with the uh, weird thing in the basement little girl was it yeah sounds great the, the whole, Sounds like, mom, really little good. girl thing, I was you're fine with that. You're selling me on it. Yeah, I know you're selling me on I'm it. I'm not trying to sell you on it, though. That's not the point here. I enjoy movies that you hate. Big but, deal. But, but you, Life goes on, no, Phil. No, but here's the thing, Mel, is when you can't actually say I enjoyed the storyline like about it. the mother and the little girl and the, re- the role reversal and the end of it. I didn't mind that. Yeah, it didn't, didn't bother me. you didn't me. see that coming? Because in Oculus, you said when that happened. That as soon as you see a giant spike hanging from the ceiling, you know it's going to kill somebody. Right, and as soon as That's you, obvious. And as soon as you see a little girl ghost and a mom ghost, you don't put that together? But the little girl's evil ghost? I don't really think about it because it's a horror movie that was meant to be stupid and I was fine with that. It's better than Paranormal Activity. Oh, I activity. see. So the problem with Oculus was that it was smart. Okay. Actually, no, no, I'm good. I'm just glad that we cleared no that up. There's no problem, That's though. Fine. I um, actually enjoyed right. Oculus. So next up... Wow. Um, that that just escalated quickly, didn't it? Up. I enjoyed <laughs> Oculus, even if it was predictable, and I love stupid horror movies. I still haven't That's seen the point. Oculus. Zombievers. Aren't you going to talk about that? Yeah, that was a good bad horror movie. Exactly. And I don't mind bad horror movies at all. 
Unless it's something like paranormal activity, which I loathe. I just don't know how you can possibly think Ouija's. I didn't say it was good. I had a, I enjoyed it. There's a difference between thinking it's a good movie and having a good time watching it. Oh, okay. So yeah. Then our I don't think different. Ouija is a good movie. So then our, oh, okay. I had a good time watching it. Oh, okay. Because so, I enjoy bad so horror movies. So it's not that our tastes are different. It's that you actually like actively watching stuff you don't enjoy. I didn't say I didn't enjoy it, though. Yeah. I just said, said I enjoyed it. Was it. Bad. I said wouldn't, it was bad. It wasn't high-class movie. Yeah. Yes, people are going to say it's shit. Just like The Toxic Avenger isn't a good movie, but, but you could totally enjoy different. it. No, it's the exact same I- thing. No, because there are at least creative ideas in The Toxic Avenger, whereas Ouija is just a waste of everyone's Ugh. time. It doesn't matter. You yeah, don't have to live with me, so you don't it have does. to watch me watch these movies. It's so just, it's fine. You could be watching things you enjoy. Bro. I watch a lot of things, though. That's the thing. is, I will sit and watch three movies on a Sunday. Although Noah was very, very long. Yeah, I just wish you'd watch good ones, Mel. Okay, next up. Um, okay, yeah, there was a weird little rumor about what like, the plot of the suicide movie might be, which I kind of enjoyed. And here's what it is. <coughs> suicide movie? Suicide, suicide Squad. Ah, okay. Um, what's, I- what's interesting, uh, they're saying that the, sort of the perspective on Batman within this universe is that he's kind of a boogeyman-like figure who criminals are terrified of and the government wants to find, but no one's ever actually seen him. In fact, the only criminal who's ever actually had face-to-face contact with him is the Joker. So, yeah, they, so totally not like real Batman at all. Yeah, then. totally. It's just like, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, so the plan is Amanda Waller is in assembling the Suicide Squad is assembling them specifically to try and track down Batman. That's why she's pulling all these all these disparate criminals together, and why the Joker would be involved because he's the one criminal who's seen Batman. And uh, there, the reason that she wants to track him down is that uh, they government wants to get in contact with these superhero characters who are popping up that they have no contact so with. So, is Batman still putting people away? That seems impossible if only one person's seen him. Unless he's making like, Well, that's the goal of Batman. Right? Right? Maybe when they say him. seen, they mean like actually interactively. Yes. Because obviously Batman will pop up, punch yeah. a guy, and then that's And she's not going to bust all these people out of prison yeah. for a rumor. They know this Batman person exists. It's just it's no one's ever had any contact with him. They can't track him down. Like I Batman. picture just someone pretty, sitting in their basement calling the hotline and saying, yeah. oh, this is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the only way it's Some dude just popped up and said, swear to me, and mm. then he just disappeared again. Totally. Like, yeah. I actually think that's kind of a fun idea for a Suicide Squad mm. movie, and I think it's fun that that would be like a backdoor Batman movie rather than getting just straight in doing an, a straight Batman movie to have like one that's based around the villains or Batman is almost like incidental. Not getting my hopes up. What? Not getting my hopes up. No, I know. I'm trying to be careful about that, too. It's but this is at least a better idea than I had initially thought. Mm, that's true, yeah. Um, so anyway, there's that. And, and also, that's a rumor, so it might not be bullshit. All right. That's also true. Final story. Um, this is exciting. Uh, John Woo is going to make an action movie. Mm-hmm. Um, is he going to need to take his face off? <laughs> if only. Okay. Um, no, it was John Woo, uh, for those who don't know, left Hollywood after that horrible Ben Affleck movie and living in China and uh, the Chinese government controls the film industry so you're only allowed to make movies um, about pri- primarily uh, primarily period pieces yeah. about A extraordinary moments in, in Chinese yeah. history yeah. or uh, small dramas about how great people are in China. So... Um, it's been tricky for him. He's made a couple historical epics, but they are very propagandistic. Um, yeah, there's even a point, like, there was one massive Chinese production where they actually, the government actually, it was like a law that if you were a Chinese citizen, you had to go see it. 
Um, okay. Yeah. So How do they enforce the profits that? profits did very well. Um, you can't enforce that, It's can you? weird, isn't it? I think it was just like you had to, like, your ID card had to be whatever. Um, so anyway, um, that's been tricky for him. But a Japanese company has uh, gotten in touch with John Woo, and they want to do a movie based on, do, 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 based on, uh, called Manhunt, based on a novel by uh, uh, Juko Nishimura. Uh, apparently, it was the actually the first film ever commercially released in China after in 1976 after the uh, Cultural Revolution, um, the first foreign language film rather uh, non Chinese uh, produced, and uh, the story is about a, a prosecutor who's framed for rape and robbery who must uh, head out on the streets and uh, dish out some vigilante justice until he finds the people who are responsible. That sounds like it's right up John Woo's alley. Right, yeah. it's been a long time since we've seen him get down and dirty with the two handgun action, yeah. and uh, I'm. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm very, very excited. I mean, cautiously optimistic. It's been a long time since he made something But, I yeah, enjoyed. it's nice to see him return to a territory he's familiar with, right? at least. So. And the type yeah. of thing that he basically stopped doing after he changed action movies forever. Yeah. So, yeah, I got high hopes for this one, um, if it happens. Do we, like, have any expectations for a release date Timeline? on this? Like, have no. they started filming or anything? Like, what no. do we know about this? He's production? just signed on. Okay. But uh, presumably they'll shoot this summer or come out in the fall. Okay, but it's a Japanese company that's fronting this. Yeah. So are they going to shoot it in Japan, or are they going to shoot it in Hong Kong? Or like I I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. All, this is all, all the information I have is the information that I told yeah. you. Okay. Um, so, but I am curious to hear about these things. Mm-hmm. Um, my guess would be they shoot it in Japan yeah. because because John Woo shooting up Tokyo would be amazing. Right? <laughs> number so, one, yeah, yeah, that would be amazing. And number two, I'd imagine uh, if he does it entirely in Japan, then he doesn't have to worry about any sort of government interference. Mm, that's also if true. If they try to shoot in That'd be nice. Hong Kong, it would become a thing yeah so uh so yeah that's exciting news yeah maybe he could actually do it with the yakuza i mean it's like you know he's done the triads to death obviously with you know all of his hong kong films yeah i mean i don't know anything about this book or movie that it's based on uh, but i would only assume the yakuza are involved in some sort of dastardly plot Mm -hmm. against a prosecutor right yeah 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 exactly i mean if it's going to be set in japan then it more or less has to be the yakuza right yeah the triads is like yeah yeah why how it's not their place yeah and you're right it would be great to see john woo do a yakuza movie yeah so anyway, that's yeah. Coming. Oh man, you're getting my hopes up now. I know, right? <laughs> so I uh, know. I'm super excited. Yeah. So let's hope this happens. Um, well, we know it's happening, but let's hope that it's good. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully by 2016 or maybe 2017 at the latest. I'd imagine, yeah, within a year. Yeah. The Asian film industry tends to crank those puppies out pretty, pretty fast. quickly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, thanks to all of that, not having to worry about like you know union safety yep. rules and no all union that rates or stuff, safety so. or, or yeah. any like sort of it's limit like, are on the actors insured? Is like insurance? Or, yeah. What's that? None so, of yeah. that. None of that. Yeah. So you can get those movies made very efficiently yeah. as long as you're not care- concerned about human rights. Yeah. All right. So I guess I'll talk about this week's movies. That's okay, Mel. You've got yeah. many of them. Okay. Don't you? Yeah, I do. I have three to talk about, okay. but I don't have much to say about them. So we'll, okay. we'll burn through them pretty fast. All right. First up, Insurgent. It's the sequel to Divergent. Um, uh, this is a series that uh, exists purely to rip off and capitalize on Hunger Games. So that's what we get. We get more of that. Um, so this whole futuristic dystopian society that only teens can, like, you know, fix. Totally. Only emotional thing. teens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this society is one in which everyone is divided up into one of four factions, which are defined by an adjective, and pretty well what you expect. You're either like a sort of uh, prissy upper class person in control of everything, or you're like a hippie who believes in peace and you like live in squalor, or you're a sweet tattooed dude who does parkour and beats people up. 
Um, these are the sorts of options these people have. It sucks. People are really unhappy about it. Um, but there's this one girl, Playline Shailene Woodley, and she actually has all the qualities of all the factions because she's an individual. So that freaked people out last time. There's a big fight. This time, um, Kate Winslet, who's the evil woman that runs the society, she blames all the violence that happened in the last movie that she caused, because she's evil, on Shailene Woodley, even though she's good. So her and her hunky boyfriend have to go hide out, um, and they eventually meet the hunky boyfriend's mom, played by Naomi Watts, who's part of the group called The Factionless. They're trying to lead a revolution to change the society. So they go there, and then they kind of hum and haw about whether or not they want to actually do violent revolution. Meanwhile, Kate Winslet has this secret box made by secret people with a secret message inside that she needs divergence, that's the people who have all the factions in them, to open. But the problem is all the divergents she's finding are dying doing it because they're not divergent enough. But guess who is? Shailene Woodley. No, so, yeah, really? I know, I know. Oh, man, what a twist. So all that happens. Never saw that. there's a bunch of really, like, uh, it, this movie's, you can tell the budget's bigger because the last one was a hit, so a lot of expensive computer animation happens. Um, and it's it's all engineered by director Robert, Sch I'm going to just try to pronounce this, uh, Schwentke, we're going to say. He's the guy that did Red and RIPD, and he sucks. So... Um, I won't tell you I enjoyed watching yeah. IRPD. Ugh. Um, yeah, did you like the bit when they actually just did the joke from Ghostbusters about walking up the stairs blatantly? It's interesting that all these movies you like, you don't remember. One would I, think if they're completely... Don't, I didn't say I liked it. One would think they're completely unmemorable. Did I say I liked movies. it? I said I enjoyed you watching it. You said you enjoyed it. it, right. I enjoyed watching you it. You did. You did. I did enjoy watching and it. And what were you doing at the same time as you were watching uh, it? I was probably doing something minor. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, no, I agree. If I didn't actually engage with movies, I'd probably like more of them, too. You probably would. You should try it sometime. <laughs> okay, so... This um, is getting very hurtful <laughs> all of a sudden. It's just like, you did all like, these snide jabs. That, like, it's fun. Man. We have Mel and I okay. have fun, but we like each other. There's a tense dynamic. Um, I don't know. I'm uncomfortable. So. No, Mel and I have fun. Uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, it's um, it's yeah, like pretty close to incoherent and just ugly and dull. And it when feels did the first one come out. I don't first one came out a year ago. This. A year ago, I talked about it. It's Didn't okay, Melanie. You don't have to pay attention to me. Um, so anyway, uh, the yeah. So and and more importantly, um, the movie just seems more blatantly crafted on trying to make something that appeals to people like Hunger Games and just trying to create their own thing and what's really distracting is because this one's all about revolution it's essentially the exact same as the Hunger Games movie we just saw a couple months ago so it's really tiresome the one thing I will say is uh, Shailene Woodley who's the lead actress in it she is a very strong she is an excellent actress um, she was also in The Spectacular Now and The Descendants and uh, she's very talented and she tries really 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 hard and she deserves an A for effort even though she has no character to play also, uh, same with uh, Kate Winslet and Naomi Watts. They're just very talented performers, and they do what they can, but this is a waste of everyone's time. And it's not, like, the worst movie ever made by any stretch of the imagination. But it, it was written by a former Batman Yes, yeah, Akiva Goldsmith, who did Batman and Robin. He yes. helped write it. Um, he was one of the three screenwriters and eight producers that helped make this happen. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, if you're a fan of these, if you're a fan of the last movie, this is no better or worse than the last one, I would yeah, say. Okay. Um, and also, like, you know, as irritating, as blatantly sort of commercial, as, as much as a blatant commercial ripoff that this thing is, 
I do at least appreciate that it, it is trying to say something, however muddled and stupid that may be. So this isn't like the worst thing in okay. the history. So of the somewhere out there, there probably will be a few teenagers where it's like, you know, right place, right time sort of scenario. Totally. Where it will profoundly change their life. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then they'll find the Hunger Games. Have you seen the Hunger Games yeah. yet? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, yeah, like it's it's just, it's not horrible. It's just really mediocre. And I can't just wait. A little for this too franchise. calculated for its own good. Exactly. Okay. And I can't wait for it to be over. Okay. Well, it very uh, nearly is. So. Yeah, well, no, because they're doing the last book equals two movies. Thing, of course they are. So oh, got two more that's what oh really? Yeah, they're yeah, they're yeah, still yeah. doing that? Of course, okay. That's standardized. Yeah, now. right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's that. It's, you know, it's not a disaster, but it's not good. Next up, an actual disaster. Uh, the Gunman. Uh, this is a action movie starring Sean Penn. And really? Yes. Okay. It's re- starring him and produced by him. And it starts off, he plays a assassin who's working in the con- uh, Congo uh, with a, uh, as part of a human rights organization. And he's... What's a human rights organization doing running around with an assassin? Um, difficult to say. Okay. Um, but, well, he's trying to do good, but he's still an assassin. And one night, uh, his buddy, who's part of this organization, um, tells him that uh, the Ministry of Mines needs to be shot. Um, his buddy is Javier Bardem. And so despite the fact that uh, Sean Penn has a beautiful woman that he's in love with, who I won't mention the actress's name because she doesn't actually play a character, and uh, 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 Sean Penn does it, kills the guy, disappears, never talks to anyone again, and then years later he's doing uh, more do-gooder charity work when a couple assassins show up and try to get him, and he kills the shit out of them. And then he's like, what was that all about? So then he tracks down Javier Bardem, who as it turns out, um, the person who Sean Penn initially killed was actually a super nice dude, and uh, uh, Javier Bardem was paid by an evil American uh, corporation because they're evil to to kill them. And more than that, uh, Javier Bardem was even more evil because he did it because it meant that he knew Sean Penn would have to go away and he could fall in love with a beautiful girl with no personality. Okay. So then a bunch of stuff happens and people shoot each other and Ray Winstone shows up. Uh, so this movie, uh, Sean Penn doesn't do a lot of movies anymore. So initially I was like, Sean Penn and a gun, this could be fun. Um, unfortunately... The problem is that uh, after he won his second Oscar, he tried to launch a bunch of sort of uh, important kind of arty movies, found he couldn't get them made because he doesn't have that marquee value. So the last few years, he's been doing very calculated commercial movies in the hopes of raising his profile. The problem is they suck, and this sucks more than most of them. So um, what you have is a movie that takes itself way too seriously but doesn't actually have anything to say and also has really boring, horrible action scenes that go nowhere as directed by Pierre Morel who did Taken which was a good movie this is not a good movie he's not a great director Taken was um, made and w- turned out well because it was through the Luc Besson factory um, what else can I say it's a movie that's supposed to be about international relations and how we should all look at each other differently and yet it contains a movie where they go to Spain purely to have an action scene at a bullfight um, so they're not above ethnic stereotyping and in the end credits uh, because we shot in Madrid uh, the government of Madrid has actually insisted they put a credit up saying that there are no longer bullfights in Madrid and they don't support bullfights anymore but there are in this movie because it's stupid and anyway yeah it's just boring and meaningless and dumb um, and the really frustrating thing is it's like a really, aside from that unfortunate actress who was cast in a nothing role, uh, the cast is really good. John Penn is a good actor, generally. Um, Javier Bardem is excellent, particularly as a villain. And even Il- Ildris Alba pops up at one point, who, oh, everyone, okay. who everyone loves. Mm-hmm. But they're all wasted. They're just sitting around. And, all, and Ray Winstone as well, also a great actor. Yeah. And they're just all sitting around mumbling, saying things, trying to brood and look important in between uh, really poorly staged gunfights. So... 
yeah, it's a waste of time. Don't go see it. I mean, you could have probably tell by the incredibly generic dull title, The Gunman, that it was going to be an incredibly generic dull movie. But in case you were curious, now you know for sure. Finally, uh, Zombievers, which I wouldn't have predicted would be the best movie of this week. But here we are. Um, yeah. What I like about Zombievers is Does that the title really say it all? Because yes. it seems Absolutely. like the title says Absolutely. it all. Absolutely. But here's the thing, is that uh, there are so many uh, direct-to-DVD monster movies made now that are sold entirely on title. Sharknado, even though direct-to-TV, is sort of the prime example of this. Most of them are horrible, um, but in an enjoyable way, like Mel likes. Um, but I don't like Sharknado either. Okay. Um, but, uh, but, but they're at least like... You know, you get you know what you're getting when you click on like Dino Shark versus Mega yeah. Crocodile or whatever the hell it is, and they serve a purpose. Uh, Zombievers is the movie you actually hope uh, Zombievers will be when you click on it, as opposed to the Drek you're normally stuck with. Um, it's made it's directorial debut of Jordan Rubin, who's been a comedy writer for a long time, done a lot of stuff with Jimmy Kimmel. Um, okay. Does this take place in Canada? No. Really? No. Okay. They have beavers the title, in the like, US, too. Yeah, I know. It's just, you know, beavers are that's predominantly be, uh, associated with Canada. That's though, so. Moose Jaws. That's going to be Kevin yeah, Smith. Yeah, that's okay. coming. We got one of those Movie. coming. All right. Yeah. Um, and what I like about it is that it's very tongue-in-cheek. It doesn't take itself seriously. It knows how goofy it is. But at the same time, it's not like a scary movie-type parody where you can sort of lose the thread on that. Mm-hmm. It's treated sincerely enough that, like, there are actually some, like, you know, they, they, you can actually, like, you, you actually do care about these characters just enough that when they start getting torn up you're kind of like connected to it and there can actually be some jumps and not just slapstick that said it is mostly very silly and very funny um yeah bill burr uh is one of the best stand-up comedians working right now he kicks it all off as a as a uh, idiotic truck driver who drops some toxic goo onto a beaver dam thus creating zombie beavers uh then a bunch of 20 something sexy people come up to a cabin in the woods for a uh, booze time. and sex and yes. drug party well to be fair it was just the women they're yeah. trying to have a girl's but night but their dudes come out and then yeah. the dudes well, show yeah, up but, uninvited I mean, come on it was gonna happen yes. um and then uh zombiever shows up start biting them what's fun about the zombievers is not only the the beavers themselves zombies but if a human gets bit by a zombiever they turn into a zombiever which means they're basically a zombie except they have gigantic teeth that come out and they gradually start to resemble a beaver as well which is great um, the makeup effects are surprisingly solid, while at the same time being silly enough that you can laugh at them. And yeah, it's just a good time. I mean, like, it's called Zombievers. You know what you're getting. It's made, and what's nice about it is that rather than being made by people who, like, it's a movie that exists because someone came up with a clever title. Mm-hmm. What's nice is that it also ended up being made by people who would actually want to watch a movie called Zombievers, which is not normally how these things work. Yeah. So uh, I'm kind of sold on it now. Totally, so, yeah. yeah. No, if you in any way, shape, or form want to see a movie called Zombievers, Zombievers is the movie that you want it to be. And it's not even a movie that you'll have to watch three times no. with your okay. horror Yeah, because it's not watching. Okay. Oh, well, that's good. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't have to watch it in my, you know, Nah, you won't be that scared. Forward. I mean, okay. like, there's, like, jumps and stuff, but it's not. It's not. It's yeah. Not, yeah. It's not going to get. It's not going to hurt you. It's a fun time. It's a beer-watching movie. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, um, Zombievers, good times. Do you have anything else, anything to say about Zombievers, Mel, since you've seen it as well? No, I was actually really pleasantly surprised. I was worried that when I downloaded it, I was going to get one of those, you know, kind of student-like, really horribly done yeah, films. It like happens so often when you download sh- B-movies. Yeah, yeah, giant shag. But it was actually giant, pretty good. Was, a giant tiger impressed. versus giant spider type thing. Yeah, that kind of sucked. Yeah, but it's not. It's fun. It was good, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not great. No. Certainly it's not. not. It's not. Like, but it's totally fun not mecha shark or whatever totally it's yeah. totally fun and and the guy who made it he didn't have a good job that i would be curious to see what he did with a slightly more ambitious movie 
Um, so I hope that, I hope Zombievers is successful enough that he could make something other than Zombievers too. That's it. I'm done. I think Wayne's looking it up or something. Nope. <laughs> nope. Mm-hmm. Making notes. I'm just typing something else up. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thank That's you, it. Phil. No problem. Did you play no. anything this week? Nope. No, not even nothing? for fun. Not not a single video game for fun. Not no even GTA for a few or minutes? nothing. Wow. Okay. All right then. Never mind. Phil has nothing to say. No, I got nothing. Wayne's been playing lots I've of. I played too much stuff. Mm. So all much the stuff. Stuff. Yeah. All the stuff you can't. No, actually, there's yeah, like I can I can talk about everything yeah, that I can yeah, play. So, yeah, go for you know, it. Every I single thing. Battlefield already out, isn't it? Yep, Battlefield Hardline came out like on Tuesday. That so, looks fun. So I've actually been playing that for review. It's still not done, but um, my enjoyment of that game goes up immensely when I'm streaming the Bad Boys theme nice. in the background while cruising around the streets of Miami. You know, it's like shooting up. You know, it's like the criminals, or you know, more likely arresting them. But um, yeah. Uh, I can't say definitively how I feel about the game because I'm not finished it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like you know a total of ten episodes to the single player. Mm-hmm. They're calling them episodes because the whole thing is treated like a cop show, um, but really ten chapters. And, and do they take like an hour, about an hour each. No, they don't. Oh. Um, well, I guess it depends on how you play it. Right. Um, but um, I, at at this point, I'm actually kind of surprised by the quality of uh, the single player game because it really does feel like you know a half way decent like b-grade cop show cool which you know you don't usually expect from a video game nope. but, you know there you go they've got um a bunch of actors in there the only one of whom i really remember is kelly who um you know playing the asian um partner who's where i know her from um i think that she might have actually been in one of the scorpion king movies oh, okay. <laughs> but, fair enough yeah as like you know the asian hottie mm. But um, yeah, one of the things that actually really surprises me about the game is how almost frighteningly politically correct the single-player game is. Okay. So it's like the um, the main character that you control is Cuban, and um, your partner is a female Asian cop, and I think the uh, you know crusty old commanding officer of the precinct, he's like Mexican or something like that, and the uh, corrupt cop that's on the tape that you've got to take down is a white man. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, it's like, you know, all women and foreigners are good people in this game, and mm-hmm. all the white people are evil. Because so far, it seems like, you know, the only people that I've really been forced to shoot because they're criminals mm-hmm. are white people. And in fairness, that's true. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I won't say too much about it because I'm not finished with it yet. Yeah, I'm still but in thus the middle far, of you're really enjoying it? Well, I'm surprised that I'm not hating it okay. because I thought I was going to and so far I was like no, no, okay, see, all right, see, I think, I can that's like watching movies this. you go in the low expectations yeah. and then you enjoy it because you thought you would hate yeah. it mm-hmm. yeah which is like on the other hand that's the complete opposite of experience that I had with like the Final Fantasy games cause that's because you were like, excited I had, that was yeah. your mistake <laughs> yeah I guess that was the problem it's like yeah I played and finished Final Fantasy Type-0 for review and the one thing that I would strongly recommend to everybody that's interested in that game is if you don't like grinding, just drop the difficulty level down to easy. Because if you play it on intermediate the way I did, then you'll probably have to, you know, it's like, um, well, I cheated um, for the purposes of review. Because mm-hmm. what happens is you'll play the game and you'll go through like the beginning story mission. And it'll be like, hey, you only need to be level three to complete mm. this mission. And you're like, okay, level three, I can do that. But then you get to the next story mission, and they're like, now you got to be level 10. And you're like, but I'm only, like, level 4 now because of that first story mission. How do I get, like, you know, these other six levels that I need? And they're like, well, 
you can run around out on the field and just beat things up over and over again, or you can go into the dungeons and run around beating those things up, or you can replay the story mission over and over and over again until you get the level that you need. Um, so you'll do that, you'll get to level 10, and you'll say, hey, okay, I just beat that. Now I'm level 11, and they'll say, great, so for the next story mission, you got to be level 15 for this. You know what you got to do, don't you? And so you go right back into and repeating missions yeah. over and over again to get the levels. And this is why I don't play many RPGs. Or you exactly. cheat. Yeah, yeah. You, you cheat the way I did, because I had to finish this for the purposes of the review, and I was stubborn. Uh, most of the reviewers that I've been following, it seems like they all pretty much gave up and dropped it down to easy mm. so that they could get the review done on time. What I ended up doing was I found an area with enemies that were infinitely respawning. Right. And then I set up the behavior of each one of the um, party of three that I controlled yeah. so that they would be able to auto-attack and heal all by themselves. Nice. And I just left the game on all night Good and job. just let them grind away so that I wouldn't have to do it. And Good then job. If I had to write an article or edit incoming articles, I would yeah. just set them to doing that while I worked on other stuff. And that way, I was actually able to play through all of the story missions without necessarily having to grind myself for, um, I think at the end, my final playtime was like 60 or 70 hours. Mm. But I think only a quarter of that was me actually playing. Mm. And the rest of that was the game actually playing itself, which, yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Very strategic. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was a game where I actually only played a quarter of it by myself, and the rest of it was the game playing itself. So uh, you can take that as, like, a good or a bad side about how the game is organized. But that's what I did to get through the game and be able to finish it in time to get the review out. Doesn't sound great. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then on the other hand, there was the Final Fantasy XV demo, or, you know, it's like as a lot of other people (laughs) like to refer to it, you pay $60 for the Final Fantasy 15 demo, and then you get a free game, Final yep. Fantasy Type-0, with yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, so I went, I played the game, uh, and, well, okay, I played the demo, and I am now actually worried really? about how Final Fantasy 15 is going to turn out. Um, yeah. First of all, there are some serious frame rate problems. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, the game, they're only targeting 30 frames per second, but yeah. frequently they don't hit it, and it's dropping below that. Um, now... They claim that this is because, you know, it's like, well, you know, this isn't the final retail release, and, you know, it's like things haven't been optimized, so it'll be better Mm. in the final release. But I remember playing The Order, like, you know, at E3, Mm. and that was like nine months before the game was supposed to be released, Mm -hmm. and that game looked fine. Now, this game, they announced it and have been working on it since 2006. So if the performance is already this bad after close to nine years of development... You know, I'm kind of like, what, what have you guys been doing over there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, how did you possibly expect that this was going to run originally on like a PS3 and an Xbox 360 mm-hmm. when even a PS4 is struggling to keep the frame rate right now? So I'm a bit concerned about that. Uh, yeah. The other thing that really, really worried me is the combat. Uh, they're trying something different. They want it to be like, you know, real-time action stuff, like, you know, Devil May Cry and, you know, it's like, or, you know, Kingdom Hearts, you know, a bunch of those other games. Yeah. But um, I got into combat, and I would be in these situations where there would be, like, you know, tons of little monsters on screen, and they're extremely agile, and they're running around all over the place. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go and beat these guys up. I hit the target lock to, you know, focus on the one monster that I want to beat up. The monster runs away from the camera, and even though I am locked on the monster, the camera does not follow it. So then it turns into ace combat where basically 
three quarters of the fight is a turning battle with me just trying to rotate the camera to get this thing in view so that I can land a hit on it. And I'm like, why would you even give me a target lock on the monster if the camera does not follow him? Um, So that really, really has me concerned. It's like a lot of the aspects of combat actually feel really undercooked at this point, and they're, I think, aiming to actually release it this year. So I'm kind of hoping that this may simply be a case of this is a super early build and the actual game that's in development isn't like this right now and the final build will have all of this stuff addressed because, you know, uh, again, it's like, you know, when I played the order, the combat in there is exactly what I got when the game actually released. So I'm I'm really, really deeply concerned about how this game is going to turn out now. It's like it looks good, Mm -hmm. but that's about all that it's got going for it at this point. It's like, you know, the mechanics are kind of just really wonky and uneven and I want to think to myself that you know maybe Square has learned lessons especially after like you know mucking around with like Final Fantasy 13 for like the last three games mm. but you know judging from what I'm seeing in Final Fantasy Type-0 and the Final Fantasy 15 demo I'm still like no you guys you're diverting your energy into places that I don't understand you know when Try you really should Kingdom be Hearts. Yeah. And then there's Kingdom Hearts, where it's just like, you know, they, they abandoned the engine. See, that's the weird thing about Kingdom Hearts. They were using the same engine that they're using for Final Fantasy XV, and then they just changed and said, we're going to Unreal. And Maybe after seeing how better. choppy... And, yeah. yeah. and after seeing how choppy and problematic this Luminous engine yeah. is on Final Fantasy XV, I'm like, oh, no wonder you guys decided that you didn't want to use this on your next game, and you just went with Unreal. So, yeah, um... This game was this demo was not having its intended effect on me. It's like rather than pumping me up, I am deeply concerned about how Final Fantasy XV is going to turn out. Um, honestly, because there's still some part of me that feels a certain nostalgic loyalty to Square, they're probably still going to get my money for this game. But I am I am buying this game knowing that I'm probably going to be disappointed. Oh, that's sad. So, I'm sorry, yeah. Wayne. It's just, I'm really sorry. yeah. I mean, it's like it's, you're it's looking forward to that. It, yeah. It's Square and it's Final Fantasy, and I mean, it's like I've I've got a lot of history with this franchise, but mm. man, that demo was just like, I'm really worried. I'm really, really worried. Maybe they'll magically fix it. They they might magically fix it. Don't Who knows? Um, yeah, because I mean, it's like I, I'm seeing other comments on the internet where other people are also like, you know, like, dudes, what's with this combat? This is terrible. You've got to fix this. Please tell me that this <laughs> isn't the game. And hopefully, somewhere in there, Square is like. They have nothing to worry about because that's not the game. Or maybe they're actually going into panic mode, going, "What? This isn't working." So, because they honestly thought that you know the combat in Final Fantasy Thirteen was great, and then they were like genuinely baffled when people were like, "This combat is bad." Um, it's it, a good it, sign, Wayne. Yeah, it, it seems like they live in a vacuum over at Square, where they're all just patting each other on the back, going like, "This is great. This is great." And nobody has the guts to tell them, "No, actually, it's not." And then it finally gets out onto the public, and they're like, "But we all agreed that it was great, wasn't it? Why is it that the public doesn't seem to think so?" should bring in people off the street. Yeah. All right, Wayne, you had one more thing you played this week. Um, Are we talking about Train Fever, or did I talk about that Oh, no, Tales from Borderlands. Oh, Tales from... No, I... I, Oh, Tales from Borderlands. Yeah, not not Borderlands, the preseason. No, Tales from Borderlands. Tales from Borderlands. Unless you want to talk about Train Fever, but... No, okay. did that last week. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I did. Wasn't it great? exhausted that. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Tales from Borderlands. There's really not much to say about (laughs) that, yes. Tales from Borderlands, which is like the one highlight of the week. Um... (laughs) 
because it is so funny. Oh my god, that game yeah. is so. Especially if you are an actual Borderlands fan, yeah. then the in jokes and the references that they make is like some of those things just left me howling. I mean, it's like awesome. my wife was not even actually watching me play the game, but she is a Borderlands fan and she was working while I was playing the game and she could hear the dialogue and some of the stuff even cracked her up while she was just like off in another room working. That's great. Um, it's, a, it's a bit different in that, you know, it's like it's light on plot uh, and light on puzzles. And Heavy they kind on of, the funny? Yeah, they, they kind of decided, it's like, okay, so you know what? Let's just have fun with this and let's just let the players get to know the characters better. So a lot of what's happening in the game is just character development where you're just footsing around and you're finding out more stuff about Fiona and Reese and, you know, it's like all the other guys. But it's all so funny and so insightful that even though it doesn't necessarily advance the plot in huge ways, you're still like, you know what? I don't care. You've just made me like these characters so much more after that experience that I'm just completely on board with this. Um, once again, there are like you know no performance issues on the PS4, which I'm so happy about because the PS3 versions of Telltale games are always terrible. Yes. They just they just operate so badly. But you know it's like this one is great, um, really really funny for the guys that you know it's like have the season pass. It's kind of like you know episode two merely confirms that you're in for a good time. But if you don't have the season pass and you're kind of on the fence about it, I basically have to say, you know, funny video games are really rare to come across. I mean, mm-hmm. we had, you know, South, you know um, South Park last year, mm-hmm. and, you know, that was about it, really. Mm-hmm. And this year, it kind of seems like, you know, Tales from Borderlands is shaping up to be the funniest game. Because even Borderlands last year wasn't that as funny. You mean the pre-sequel? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, yeah, it, it, it was funny, but, but the game was But it wasn't as funny yeah. as I would have expected from yeah. Borderlands. You know, where, whereas this game is really, really funny. Have You've played the first game, right? The first episode of Tales no, from Borderlands? No, actually, I haven't. I'm okay. waiting for, uh, I'm kind of waiting for them to come out, because you know how they got really bad at releasing The Walking Dead? It would be like two yeah. or three months. Yes. But I don't want to get uh, all excited and yeah. then have to wait. So I'm just okay. going to wait till they're done, and then it's in general. Okay, then yeah, you're, you're yeah. in for a really good time. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, yeah, because I played the second episode, and I was just like, I'm so glad this game came out this week because it is just all kinds of funny. And if you're a Borderlands fan, then the jokes are just fast and furious. It's so great. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that 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 was my one highlight actually. After like you know the, fever? the tediousness of oh. grinding in Final Fantasy Type Zero, and then you know the surprising massive disappointment of Final Fantasy Fifteen's combat. But then I played Tales from Borderlands, and it's like Telltale, you guys made everything okay this week. <laughs> so that was great. Just like everybody should go out and play that if they like funny games. When was the last so episode funny. of what? Of Tales of Borderlands, are, uh, they, are they on a schedule? They they are on. A, yeah, I, I think that they're kind of like swapping in and out. So one month you Game get Tales. Thrones, right? Yeah, one month you get Tales from Borderlands. The month after that you get Game of Thrones. So we'll be getting another Game of Thrones episode next month, and then the month after that will be Tales from Borderlands episode three. That's good that they're on a schedule because yeah, yeah, I remember the Walking Dead. I was like, oh my god, it's been like four yeah. months. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now at, they at, know what they're doing. They're you know, have at, a yeah. much larger team now. They yeah, they probably do. Yeah. I mean, at, at this point, while I'm still enjoying Game of Thrones for what it is, you know, it's, and, you know, like all the crazy plot developments and like, oh, my God, what's going to happen next? Mm-hmm. You know, because I am a fan of the Borderlands universe, mm-hmm. I'm really, really getting attached to Tales from Borderlands 3. It is Good. so damn funny. Oh, my God. Cool. So that's what I've been playing. I want to play that now, but I'll be like, oh, I want episode four. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Patience, Mal. Patience. Speaking of patience, Mortal Kombat comes out next month. (gasps) Oh, yeah, that is coming out, isn't it? Yeah. So we'll play it now. You have to wait, Phil. Okay. And Batman. 
At least it didn't get pushed back yeah, again. I know. Still, it's still I know, June. It's still June. Still good. I know. It's great. I can't wait. It's coming. Yes. You can taste it. All right. That's it for us this week. Of mm-hmm. course, you can find us at. Where can you find us, Phil? At on uh, the internet. Yeah. <laughs> that place with the, the tubes. Yeah. yeah. CGMagOnline.com for Phil's movie reviews, Wayne's review of Borderlands, Train Fever, the Final Fantasy demo, Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy previews as well. And, yeah. and oh my god, there's so much Final Fantasy I, on the site right now. I played a lot of games. Yeah. Even Reed wrote a Final Fantasy article. Yes, Reed did. Yeah. Yes, it was. There's a lot of Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. including an interview with Yoshi P. Yep. Mm. The uh, Final Fantasy 14 guy. So, mm. yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's pretty neat, right, Phil? Yes. Yes. Of course, you can also follow us on Twitter at CGM Plus, where we are right now handing out Smite codes, which people are going absolutely nuts for. So thank you to High Res Studios for giving us a buttload of codes to give out to our fans and their fans. And they're having a great time with that. So make sure you come over to CGM Plus, where we give out free codes every Friday for Free Code Friday. Usually they're Steam games. Lately they've been Smite codes and just all kinds of cool freeness. Are you up for some cool freeness, Phil? Of course, Facebook, facebook.com slash magazine, Google Plus, google.com slash little plus sign, CG Mag Online, and Locker Dome we also have, if you're interested in that. What's that? It's uh, amalgamation type of thing. But we have like a profile. It's like Google Plus, essentially, but you don't have people profiles. You have like... Businesses. Yeah. Gotcha. From what I gather of it. Yeah. Actually, I think you can have people profiles, can't you? Yeah. Yeah, it's like another social media site that I've... Brendan introduced me to, so we could update it. Okay, sounds good. And of course, Instagram, which is full of weirdness. Yep, delightful. Yep, so make sure you check all that out, and come back next week for more podcasts. Mm-hmm.